everybody. Welcome back. New episode. It's Friday. Inside Columbia Basketball presented by Vanderwater. I'm Mike Kowalski joined as always by Kyle Matrician and Megan Ross. What's going on? Long time no see. Mike, if I podcasted with you anymore, we'd be best friends. <laughs> we're, what? We're not already? <laughs> oh, man. I thought you guys were best friends. You know, maybe I'll just, you know, we, we do live like 10 minutes away from each other. So, you know, I could just, yeah. could just move. I almost moved. Actually, when I was moving to Jersey, I almost moved to an apartment complex that was even closer to his house. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the you house next door is for sale. So, you know, feel free. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Oh, yeah. The house is still for sale next door. Still for sale. <laughs> wow. I'll you guys know what you would I'll just move like in next door. It'd be like Everybody Loves Raymond episode here. <laughs> no, to relate to the kids. It would not be like that. It would be like one of the like TikTok houses, but it's just like the Columbia SIDs all living together. We can go get Greg and Stacy. You know, uh, they've they've been moving around. I'm sure they won't mind. You can make uh, videos, you make content, same thing. Yeah, we'll just, yeah. We'll, just, we'll, just we'll just get a table, we'll put it out in the street, you know, get a podcast table. Be, you just be, gotta come up with a cool name. Yeah. yeah like a name about for that. a name for what like the block no like the house that you guys will all live in oh so we're all living in the same house i thought we were all well i mean because you're adults i guess a block is fine but you would need a, a name <laughs> <laughs> you would need like a core name lions so. sids you I make it you. your own yeah, yeah when yeah. i was a senior in college we lived off campus and the name of our house was emerald city i don't know why that's a thing with college kids that they name their house but we did too well, now so. it's huge and like tiktok there's yeah. like a sway house and like a hype house maybe you rather get the lion house i see it for you yeah yeah i don't know if i want I to be called the lion house it's like a double meaning i have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like you're lying oh yeah sounds like puns yeah puns. yeah i know what fun Mike, what were you going to say? Yeah. Oh, no, my question for you guys this week before we get, get into it. Before we talk about living together. What was your favorite Bernie meme? What was your favorite Bernie meme from last week? Oh, I did see them in random places. Such random places, you know? And I just saw one yesterday and now I, I laughed and I forget. Well, you tell us because clearly you. Well, there's a few of them. I mean, there's just so many. It's tough to like kind of narrow it down, but I didn't know if anything kind of stuck out to you guys. Like obviously football, I think shout out to football. They did a good job. They put him like on the the homecoming win when we beat Penn. They put him in the crowd getting lifted with. I, that's the one that I saw. <laughs> that's the one that that's why I was like, you know, I just saw one yesterday and I don't know. And that is the one. That's amazing. That's amazing. Best one. Oh yeah, you guys put one up too. We didn't put it up. I should have. But this is um made by Emily from Development. So oh, that's right. That's where I saw it. Yeah. Oh my, I didn't even, it just took me that long to find him. I was like, where you know what, is though? he? <laughs> you know, like that took, they, they were really quick on that to their credit. So it was not even like front of mind, but that was a really good one too. This was amazing. And I laughed so hard, so hard. So shout out to Emily. I didn't post it because we had a million things going up and I, I just, I just didn't, but I should have. It's definitely way too late. But I laughed so is hard it when though? I saw that. Didn't football just post it yesterday? I think it's, oh, uh, well. It's died. It's, it's died. It's, it's, it's dying, dying out. 
It's sign it's done. All right. You know, you're just late. My, actually, you know what my favorite one was? Uh, this is a little bit inside info, but um, so I live across the street from our town's elementary school. And there's always a line for pre-K registration, obviously not this year for COVID, but it's, it's a very like, it's a very competitive process. You, people camp out at like five in the morning in lawn chairs to like make sure you, there's only so many spots in it. So there was wow. Bernie outside of the elementary school waiting for pre-K registrations for his grandchild. It was real. That was really funny. That, that one hit one. home. All the feels. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I think it died down, but it was really funny. I was really It was definitely fun while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. All right. Well, that's all the time we have to yuck it up. So, we're yeah. going to get to the interviews. Um we got a good episode with Maka Ellis from Men's Basketball and Michaela Markham from Women's Basketball. So, uh we'll be right back with Maka. So, stick around. <laughs> Make a brilliant move to Vanderwater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heights. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's Best Hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. And we are back, joined by Maka Ellis, a junior on the men's basketball team. Maka, thanks so much for taking some time today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So uh, obviously, you know, you're from Las Vegas, but you're back on campus now. Tell us a little bit about uh, what the fall was like being on campus. I know you're here too. And what, how much, if it's any different now in the spring? Um, well, as we all know, we're going through these um, troubling circumstances. It's hard to make the most of it, but it is extremely important to. Um, during the fall here on campus, I would say it was a little, it was a little bit of a, an adjustment. Um, for sure, it, it, a lot less social life, um, you know, a lot more private. You don't see as many people. You don't get to hang out with the, uh, your friends as much. Or even for me, being a basketball player, I don't get to play basketball as much. It's a, it's a huge impact and adjustment to my overall life. But um, going into the spring, I would say I'm more adjusted and, and I'm ready for the spring. Um, but it hasn't been too bad, giving all what's going on. And before we kind of get into other stuff, let's just touch a little bit on last year for you. It was a tough year for you personally. You had battled through a, a few injuries, right? It wasn't just one thing, or is it? Um, so how frustrating was that? And then uh, maybe talk about how maybe this extra time off might be a little bit of a blessing as you, you were covering and everything. Yeah, for sure. So I didn't get to play much um, last year because I had a little tingent of um, injuries that kind of took a toll on my body. Um, Make it made it real hard to train, play, um, even exercise. Um, but thankfully, it did te teach me a lot of patience. Um, 
uh, taught me how to be hungry again. Um, I would say it also taught me a lot of discipline, you know, seeing going into practice and not being able to actually participate physically. Um, I was able to learn a lot, see from outside perspective, see from almost a coach's perspective. And, you know, going into this year with the cancel cancellation of the season, um, just even more patience, you know, I'm even more hungry to go out there for, you know, my senior year and enjoy the experience again. And then one more thing on, on that, because unfortunately you're the third straight person we've talked to that's had to deal with injuries here uh, on the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast. I want to, what's, What's it like working with Semi uh, Abreu and Tommy Sheehan, who kind of helped the rehab process? Semi's uh, the men's basketball trainer, and Tommy's the strength coach. Um, without those two cool components to our program, I don't know how I would have made it either physically or mentally through you know recovering. Uh, Semi and Coach Tommy were there, step by step, pretty much, and held me through you know the tough situations. You know they helped get me through a lot of those situations mentally. And with the injury, um, you know, Semi and Coach Tommy are both there on an on-call notice. Uh, they help me build back my strength. They help me do the right necessary rehab and see the necessary people for my injuries. And for that, I'm grateful, and I'm also looking, feeling as better as ever. So, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, kind of taking, you know, the color seat here in the chair that I'm in today. Uh, growing up in did you how much time did you spend in las vegas over the pandemic um i only spent necessarily the the summer i i went and spent time with my family got to see them uh very limited exposure to las vegas i didn't see much friends or anything just um they stuck to home kept it safe and just trained a little bit now it's funny you're the second person we've talked to and i don't remember which was it the roarcast or the inside columbia basketball podcast but somebody we just talked to recently was also from las vegas who was it mike remind me do you know I can't remember. It's okay. It's all a blur. We, so we it do is. a lot of podcasts. <laughs> uh, did you did you grow up um, like near the strip at all? Like like downtown Las Vegas or like on the outskirts or? Um, so yeah, being from Las Vegas, we I recognize that a lot of people know Las Vegas for the strip and you know yeah. the, the entertainment sector and all that. Uh, but I actually grew up about 30, 40 minutes away from the strip, kind of you know by the. By the, by the mountains, you know, by high school, I went to service the high school, uh, loved it, loved my area. It was a great experience. Nice. I've been, I ask because I've been to Las Vegas before when I was in college and it, it, you're correct. Like a lot of people know Las Vegas for the strip and all that, but it, we actually stayed with one of my friends from college who was from Las Vegas. Um, so we got to see the other parts of Las Vegas outside of the strip too. So that was nice. We actually went to the Hoover Dam when I was there. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's not that, that hard was, off. Yeah, that was a really cool experience for me personally because actually, I didn't, I don't even know if I knew it's going to sound terrible. I mean, it's like such an East Coast bias right now. I don't even know if I knew before I went there that Arizona had its own time zone. That it was like, <laughs> yeah, separate I doubt many from, people know <laughs> that it was separate from Pacific and Mountain Time. That is, you know, half the year it's because they don't have because they don't daylight have uh, daylight savings. So half the year they're in Pacific and half the year they're in uh, Mountain. And yeah. um, we, you know, when it's fun, it's fun being at the Hoover Dam and crossing the bridge there, and you go from like one time zone to the next. And for you know, sure, a little bit of walk, it's fun. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, playing AAU and grassroots basketball from Las Vegas. I travel back and forth from Arizona a lot. You know, California, the tri-state area, and a lot of times on road trips to Arizona, we would stop by that dam and we would, you know, check it out, take some pictures. So I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 
the road trip from Vegas to Los Angeles, and I feel like I've talked about this on another episode of a podcast probably a while ago, but that road, uh, we drove out to Los Angeles and that that's like such nice scenery driving through, especially if you're from the East Coast, because you don't ever see desert like that in mountainous mm-hmm. desert, you know, uh, mm-hmm. on that on that ride when you're in like uh, very inland California. Uh, yeah, traveling down toward Los Angeles, so that's just that's just my two cents on what it was like to be out in your your neck of the woods there for I think I was out there for a week or so. What's well, the? Uh, a lot different than here. Oh yeah, this is dry. So everybody always says it's, it's dry. dry here. It's dry here, <laughs> but it's it's still hot. It's, I mean, yeah. I don't care if it's dry. One ten is one ten. Yeah, true. <laughs> did you when you when you came to Columbia? Uh, did did you struggle? I mean, I don't know how much time you spent uh, in kind of different climates outside. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you traveled some, obviously, playing AAU in high school and travel and stuff like that. But did it take you a little bit to adjust to the humidity factor uh, when you got to the Northeast? Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely would have to say I, I, there was an adjustment period for that. Um, I'm, I'm not, I am used to, you know, heat to an extent, you know, being from Las Vegas, we can hit some pretty drastic uh, measurements in Fahrenheit, you know, triple digits often. Um, but here, sometimes I step outside and when it's hot, I feel like I'm sweating immediately. It's totally different. So I can feel the difference, but, you know, to an extent, you know, hot heat is heat. So it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like, you know, not to, not to have the the stereotypical conversation with somebody from Las Vegas, but I do did feel the need to ask. So, <laughs> um, what if you know? Obviously, there's not team practices or anything like that. A lot, you know, limited team activities. Um, what are you doing to kind of fill the time besides schoolwork and staying in shape? Well, you know, our coaches have done a tremendous job of kind of leading us in the direction, right direction of workouts. You know, you know, our we have players on the team who have certain you know connections that can help us get you know gym times you know not often but as you know as little as it can be it's helpful so um along with you know coach tommy again he's been we have our applications and we have our our workouts that we do daily um our movements that we do daily we send him video he he gives us feedback it's tremendous um so i feel even though we've been in this unfortunate pandemic i i I firmly believe that i've been able to get a just get better throughout it due to our, you know, our coaching staff. Uh, so, you know, I'm also, you know, we're, we're on the same team group chat. What's your, what's your favorite motivational uh, clip that coach has sent you so far? Has anything stuck out? He's, he's known for his kind of sending these motivational texts to the group, you know, a couple of few, few times a week. Um, to be honest, anyone that he sends in the morning and I get to see it early, uh, I like to use that as motivation. Um, it, it, I do like the activity in the chat for sure. Uh, it's good to see everybody active so that way we still have that community and that, that family-like presence. And even when we're just like joking around, it's good to have, you know throw some jokes around with the coach and staff and everybody in there. What did, uh, so what time do you, I mean, this is all very new to me. I know Mike's in on these group texts. So these, these motivational texts, like what time in the morning do you get these? Ooh. Um, sometimes these, these texts can, uh, are about as random as a dice for me, it seems almost. So, they come. I, see the, I see the Las Vegas joke you just threw in there. 
That's no, I mean, they can come They can come at like 7 in the morning. They can come at 10.30 at night. They come at all times of the day. It's okay. okay. Coach has some free reading time, I feel like. Mike, what's <laughs> yours? I got to ask you, Mike, what's what's one that sticks out to you? Motivational, you know, motivational I, text. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he sent something like right before I was getting ready for a run. And it, it like, I was like, I was kind of like waffling whether I was going to go out for a workout. And I was, I saw the text. And I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to crush this. Wow. Did you let <laughs> him did. know? Did you yeah, let him I know? absolutely texted him after. I was like, the timing of that text was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you it was just good. had terrific timing. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if it fired the guys, but it got me through what I needed to get through. Wow. I feel like, I feel like uh, Jim Angles has a has a, another career after his career here. Motivational, <laughs> motivational texter. Maybe that's is that like instead of a motivational speaker, a motivational a motivational texter. texter you can, that's a good business plan. That is, you know, yeah, like, it's good to see. You know, just glance at on your screen. You, you already have the notification syndrome when we see it. We want to see it, so right. it might as well be something positive. Let's sign up for that. Wow, wow. I'm giving you an idea, a business idea, Maka. Make sure you this is, this is now become an episode of Shark Tank. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to submit this. We just came up with that idea on the spot. And then we threw Jim Angles in as the uh, head of our business plan. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, add me to the list. I want to get these motivational texts. Some okay. days, some days, you know, I, I talked to you about the ring fit, you know, and actually for the first time did back to back days yesterday. Okay. That's probably. I don't know if you know what the ring fit is, but if you're into, uh -huh. if you're into, finding different ways to motivate yourself to work out it's literally a video game for the switch and it comes with like a ring and it basically like makes you go through this game without me going too much into detail it basically like you're playing through like a video game as a character mm -hmm. trying to like defeat the boss and go through all these worlds and you do different workouts to try and defeat the, di the different levels so okay. it's, I know, I know, I don't, I don't want to take, you know, I'm not taking, I'm not, I shouldn't be giving advice. I'm not Tommy Sheehan, you know, but if you're looking for different ways just to, to work out. It's, and that's at least look it up. So look it up or don't, or don't, <laughs> or keep doing what you're doing because you're in better shape than I am. <laughs> Getting back to basketball a little bit and go back to, to your time on the fall. Uh, there was a bunch of guys in the city living off campus. Uh, you were on campus, I believe, in the fall. Um, so what was it like? You guys were able to play on some of the outdoor parks. Was there any really good landmark spots that you were able to play uh, outdoors when the weather was a little bit nicer? Um, you know, being from the West Coast, I'm not too familiar other than Rucker Park with a lot of the landmark uh, basketball courts in New York, even though I should be. But uh, playing outdoors in New York City with my teammates, uh, it definitely was a fun experience because it's, you get that sense of, of, of classical basketball and competitiveness when, when playing an outdoor court, especially in New York City. And I don't know, we've also been working out, you know, Riverside Church. I've heard about Riverside Church from the West Coast for a while. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like that's, you know, we also had gym time at Gaucho's gym. So, you know, there's, there's a couple of places where we've been able to, you know, get some work in and um, also in, be a part of history. So, kind of like an, you know, very only here type thing. Not a lot of places yeah. you're going to be going to playgrounds and have that, you know, it doesn't really matter where you go. You kind of have that energy that, that's yep. not anywhere else. Yep. It's electrifying for sure. So have you picked, we, we asked this to a lot of the people we talked to, have you picked up any new hobbies since the pandemic's hit? Are you cooking? Are you binge watching? Are you playing an yes. instrument? Chess. Chess. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yep. Yep. Have some pieces right here. Got chess board right in front there of you. There you go. Wow. Yep. Look at you. You know, Maka, we have been thinking about 
having people go head to head in chess on our new Twitch channel? I would, I would participate. I've been practicing, you know, had my fair share of, you know, That's a lot of players on the team, more than you would think, more people than you think on the team are uh, interested, interested in a chess tournament. Okay. Okay. And a couple players. That's, that's uh, good to know. Brendan Bissett, Amanda Goodwin, if you're listening, I think we might be rolling with chess on the Twitch channel. Here we go. Very uh, intellectual, very Ivy League of us to stream Twitch. I mean, to stream chess mm-hmm. on Twitch. Chess, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's the best player on the team? Um, you know, I have, you know, there's a couple of rumors that Cam is pretty good. You know, Kobe, the freshman's pretty I good. I can see Just, that. I, I can see Cam for sure. I don't know Kobe well enough yet, but Cam for sure. Kobe and I had a, a good, uh, you know, 1-1, you know, battle the other day. Um, need to run it back, you know, the trilogy. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get a piece of action from everybody. So anybody who wants to play me in chess, Ooh. I, want all the, I want all the games. <laughs> how, so how many guys right now on the team would be interested? Say we had a men's basketball chess tournament. How many guys right now would participate? I would say six to eight. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We're doing it. We're doing it. Lock it in, Maka. We're doing it. We'll talk about the details after. Yep. Let's stay tuned. Let's if you're it. watching us on Twitch right now, look out. We're coming at you with the chess tournament. Maka oh, yeah. Ellis is maybe the uh, the favorite. We're not sure yet. Have you, speaking of chess, watched the Queen's Gambit? Yes, I actually just recently have, and it was a it was a remarkable show. I I'm not gonna say it got me into chess necessarily. It was it was, but it did it did it was very entertaining to watch. It was a very different show to watch. It was it was it was refreshing. I haven't watched it yet. I, want, I was thinking about it, and I think this just now threw me over the top. Going to have to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. So it's a Definitely. series, right? I think, when, you know what it was when I first saw it? It's on Netflix, right? And mm-hmm. when I first saw it, I thought it was a, like a movie, but it's a mm-hmm. series, right? Yeah, it's very original. I, I, I like it in, in that regard. So, no, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a female main character. It's great to see her. As, it starts as an orphan. You get, you, know, you get this connection with her as she grows up, and she matures into a young woman, also a chess prodigy. And you also have the component of, you know, the tension between Russia and America, you know, 50 years ago, yeah. um, you know, so it's a great, it's a great, it, historically, it's not accurate, but it's, it's a great, you know, representation of chess and that kind of deal. Is there any new strategies you've picked up since you've had a little bit more time to play or is it kind of like just honing what you've already known? Um, I know I'm still learning, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't like to consider myself good, um, maybe decent, uh, Pretty subpar, but the, the the best thing for me is how competitive it is. I get to learn from other people's moves. You know, I get to learn from my own moves, my own mistakes. Uh, it gives me something to think about a lot. You know, it, it's something that you can continuously get better at, and so it's it's a great hobby that I picked up. I feel. Maka, I feel like Maka. I like to play a little bit. Now I play on and off. I've I've been into chess before, and then I ha- and then you know I go long. I go a long time without playing, but I do enjoy the game. I feel like maybe I'll take part in this chess tournament. But yeah, let's do it. I, have you have you figured out the uh, there's with especially when you play with people that are fairly new to the game, you can like beat them in like three or four moves. Oh yeah, for sure. I, you know, I play some people every time they come over and they, they see a chessboard they want to play. You know, gotta give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you can ch- take from chess into basketball? strategy wise has it taught you anything that you can use on the court you know it's taught me a lot about you know i don't want to be cliche but you know team dynamic uh the way you move your parts around the way you essentially coach your 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 pieces 
uh, determines the end game of the, of, of the match, you know? So, you know, preparation goes into it. You have read, you have to read and react. Um, you know, also, I, I like it too, because if you're losing, uh, if you're winning or losing, you, you, you get different motivations to continue the game, you know? So that, that's something that I like a lot. I enjoy that. What, what do you do um, to, what have you been doing? What did you do over the summer to kind of stay in shape? And what are you doing now to kind of stay in basketball shape? Well, yeah, other than the workouts that we do for, you know, the team, uh, I've been doing a lot of extra, you know, when I went home, I trained a lot of boxing. You know, I trained boxing when I was, when I used to live in Vegas. So it was, it was a fun thing to train that wasn't outside of basketball. Natural um, from Vegas, boxing is huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it's a big sport. It's, it's, it's a big sport in Vegas. Um, a lot of stretching, you know, uh, having gone through some injuries and some a tough time physically, uh, I realized the importance of stretching. Um, before my workouts, I, I take I take a huge, huge pride in my, my warmups now. Um, haven't had much deal, like much negativity things going on in my in my body since. Uh, diet even uh, I, I, throughout the summer, I've had a lot of extra time, you know. Even now, I have a lot more extra time, so I've been able to study physiology and even stuff that's good for my body. You know, just trying to learn every day and get better. Is there any um, anything you do that you feel like is very unconventional? Besides, like the like I know you brought up boxing, right? But is there like maybe it's maybe it's a boxing technique that you've kind of like taught yourself that you feel like really helps you with basketball? Like, is there something you do that you feel like is really unconventional? Uh, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, when you're on boxing, you're, you're always moving, you're always on your feet and you, you the number one thing is, is quickness and your speed, you know, um, it, it helped me a lot with, I feel like my basketball dribbling ability, uh, doing, you know, hand, hand movements and hand drills um, in the in various, various drills, you know, has helped my, I would say hand-eye coordination and hand speed in different, in, in different areas. And also footwork in terms of, of defense, you know, like, almost that when you move, I move effects, you know, it's similar, you're shadowing your opponent in basketball, you're defending, like, you don't want them to get by you, you know, so it's, just, it's very similar. Even stuff like, it looks like, you know, obviously you have to stay on your toes on both of those things too. Like that's, you gotta help too, mm -hmm. I feel like. For sure. All right, Maka, that's all the time we have. Thanks so much for taking some time. It's good catching up. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate you guys having me. No yeah. problem. Thanks a lot, so, Maka. Appreciate so it. That so that was Maka Ellis once again. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, uh, you'll hear from Michaela Markham, who's also into fighting a little bit. So stick around. You'll hear more after the break. Oh, a little tease. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. 
The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast presented by Vanderwater. Now joining us for part two is women's basketball junior. I can't believe I'm saying that well. Junior Michaela Markham from her home, as we know, in Manasquan, New Jersey, because we've seen that background before very recently when we had Sienna Durr on here. So Michaela, how are you doing? How's everything in Manasquan? Uh, doing well. It's going well. Uh, got a couple of my teammates down here with me, as you said. So uh been going good this second semester of the year. All right, Michaela. So for everybody listening, remind us uh, who's in the house with you. Um, we have Sienna Durr, Hannah Pratt, and uh, Caitlin Davis. Nice. Are you guys able to do like anything fun, uh, you know, during this time, even though we're, you know, everybody's kind of not able to go out? Um, yeah, we've been like cooking together a lot, which uh, isn't something we like always have time for during the year. So um, like Hannah made crepes yesterday for breakfast. Very good. So um, kind of just enjoying some time at home together, training and doing some simple stuff, fun stuff together. What kind of crepes are we making? Um, She went for like the sweet side. So I had a, uh, I went for like peanut butter and banana, but there was like some, I think Sienna had Nutella and strawberry or something like that. Oh, wow. Any of this going to carry over to when you guys actually make it back to campus or is it all just going to die? I don't know. Um. See, we, I don't know. It's not a time thing. Sometimes it's like an energy, energy <laughs> effort problem. So, and like Hold getting us. the groceries yeah. and, and the like, space. You probably have a nicer kitchen at your house. Then. Yeah, definitely. My kitchen is like the size of like where we live and at school. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Hannah, Please. shout out Hannah Pratt. She is, if you ever have the opportunity to have a homemade, zucchini bread from her they are literally the most amazing thing of all time is that so what good. uh is that what her mom made last year on one yes. of those trips was that yes. the zucchini bread it was it's amazing it well was. chocolate chip all of it i feel like zucchini really sounds so bad too it does it doesn't sound yeah. appetizing <laughs> but it but it's good it's very good yeah. right right yeah it's not healthy it's like 12 packs of butter but it's still healthy for you though when you say there's vegetables in it it's a serving sounds better (laughs) there's something green and it's inside so right it's like we'll take it like zucchini sticks sounds amazing sounds really healthy for you right Michaela zucchini uh so have you uh do you partake in the cooking at all do you have a Michaela Markham special recipe I, I actually cooked on Friday I uh I made some fresh pasta at home. That's like one of my favorite things. If I cook, I like go all out. So oh wow, I made that for uh for the group uh, on Friday. Kind of you gotta 
kind of special pasta? I mean, there's oh, I did. Um, I made like I made a fettuccine alfredo, a little okay. little seafood in there. So from scratch, or are we get using the box? Oh no, no, from, from scratch. Yeah. Oh wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, I made the dough. You know, cut up the wow. Oh, made the pasta from scratch. Yeah, yeah. I told you when I cook, I go all out. Like homemade pasta well, for some rich. people going all out is like well i went to the grocery store and actually bought the pasta myself and cooked it you know that's for some people are you speaking for yourself yeah uh Ooh. yeah Man, i don't think i've ever made homemade i've never made pasta myself at home no me going all out making like a nice pasta dish is like going to the store buying the lasagna noodles you know, making a lasagna with uh, the lasagna noodles, the ragu that I bought from the store, not making the sauce myself and just the cheat, you know, just that, you know, that feels like, that feels like going all out to me. Clearly not at Michaela's level. It's like a one time per year thing. So don't, don't, don't <laughs> put yourself down comparing yourself. Right. <laughs> Michaela's trying to pick me up. She's like, don't put yourself yeah. down. Michaela. It's okay. <laughs> Michaela's a pretty healthy eater, though, I would say, generally, right? You have a pretty, like, high awareness of what you're putting in your body. Yeah, definitely. Stay away from those processed foods, for sure. Right, right. Um, is there any, like, main, because we have a lot of, we're snack, we're snack team. We like to snack. We have plenty of snacks. Is there any main snacks that you miss from our bus rides? Because we always got, like, the most random things. We're actually, uh... I don't have one I miss at all, but I was actually, we were arguing about what's the best fruit snacks that you buy. So uh, is it like the Annie's or the Mott's? I said the Annie's, but everyone else. I'm said definitely that. Annie's, yeah. yeah. They are said Mott's? Like, are those yeah. the, the bunny thing or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Those, are, those yeah. are so bad. No. What? Yeah. Was it like so cold because they were sitting on the bus? They're like the best. No. Like having so, I can't. No, whenever, we, whenever I see those, I'm just so upset. I'd so what much do, rather what eat the mods. The mods are better. Oh, the mods. Yeah, mm -hmm. the mods are better to me. But the Welch's, I mean, if we're gonna go top fruit snacks, the Welch's packs, but we don't we don't get those. New so. sponsor alert. New sponsor no. alert. New sponsor <laughs> trying to we're just throwing a bunch of names out there right now. Yeah. People are like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, Michaela, we asked Sienna this on our YouTube channel that everyone should ch check out, but we asked Sienna about your trip this can you give everyone like the itinerary of that um yeah um so me and Sienna met up in like the Denver area like the suburbs on um we drove out through Utah um our first stop was Moab we visited Arches National Park for a couple days um that was definitely like my highlight of it um then we hit like Zion National Park um out through Vegas mm -hmm. And then through California to the coast, back around, loop back around, Joshua Tree to Arizona, then New Mexico. I don't, uh, Texas, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to Amarillo, Texas, which is very random. Um, back through Oklahoma City and then to Iowa. And then I flew back home and Sienna continued driving to her, her home in Iowa. Wow. How long did that take? It was like um about a two week trip, so we definitely two weeks. I yeah. thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say like two months or something. No, we definitely we only spent like two days, maybe like at most in each place, which was like it was cool to see them. But there's a couple of places I would definitely like want to return to to spend some more time. But 
definitely uh, nice to see that part of the country. Well, you got to tell us what those places are. What place, what was your favorite places on the trip? Oh, my favorite place was definitely like Moab for sure. Uh, Moab, Utah. Um, I never, I never want to go back to Vegas ever again. Um, <laughs> like visit Lil, of course, but the city itself, I could do it. Um, it's like, a, I don't mean to like, to. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> One girl's like, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I in Times Square, I hate it. Um, what is your, what about Nashville? When we went last year on that trip, what were your thoughts on Nashville? No, I, I think Nashville is very cool. I, I okay. um, I, and like the food is like so different than like what I'm used to I feel like yeah so I would definitely enjoy that yeah it's okay you said it and we're keeping it right. she won't be having her bachelorette party in, yeah in not gonna. Las Vegas. Like forever frowns upon anybody who does that. <laughs> um what so Without telling the story for you, you went possibly skydiving. Yeah, that give was us the rundown. So that's probably why I say Moab is my favorite place that we visited. Um, we were like driving, so we went on like a really long hike one day, got terribly lost, and then on the way back we saw like a billboard that was like, "Oh, Moab skydiving, like one hundred fifty dollars or something," and we were like, "Oh, we got to do it!" Like, because it's always like way more than that, even though that's yeah. like, a lot. Um, not something that I like plan on wanting to do but not something I like was like oh gosh I'll never do it so Sienna wanted to do it so I was like all right I'll jump out of a plane with you <laughs> it was actually you are, and you know shockingly you are not the first person to have gone skydiving yeah. over the pandemic that we've spoken to really on uh who who was it Mike do you volleyball. remember it was Volley on volleyball. Oh, volleyball it was Isa so Isa yeah, Lamos yeah oh, okay. the follow-up question no was Isa skateboarding I think somebody else uh, she was skate yeah, you're right. Somebody else. She was Somebody talking else. about skateboarding. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I want to bring that up because what was Coach G's reaction when you said, hey, I just went skydiving? Was she like petrified or like mortified or what was her response when you <laughs> she told her? She's definitely like the first person we uh, called right after because I guess her and Sienna had talked about it a lot because I, I believe Coach G skydived before also. So we called her right away and we're like talking about it. She was like, you guys better have gotten the pictures, right? And we were like, no, nah, we cheaped out of that. So... <laughs> How long did it, how long did it take to get from like, or I guess how long did it feel like it took? Oh, it felt like, hmm. Does it go by faster? Or does it go by slower than what you think? It definitely goes by slower than you think. Cause like you're falling like fast in free fall. But once you're like, once the shoe is out, it definitely takes um, longer than you would think to like get to the ground. So yeah. I, I don't know how long it takes. It's one of those things where it feels like a long time, but it probably isn't. How big is like the landing zone as you're kind of coming down to it? I mean, I know you're not dropping down to like some like target on the ground. It's like they have like, I assume like a big field that they. Yeah. And we kind of like hit the ground and like slid like type of deal. So, um, yeah, it's like a pretty large area, I would say. And it's like by the, um, like the airport landing. So. Yeah. So do you have any photos of this? No, absolutely none. Yeah. Uh, we took a picture after, but. No photo evidence. No. Man, I would have threw it up. Would have put it up there for the world to see. Describe kind of the scenery when you were coming down. What were you able to like take in? Because it's it's not, you know, somewhere you're used to seeing. Yeah, that that was why I think I enjoyed it so much. So like Moab, like to me, it looks like how I imagine like Mars looks, like super red rocks, like really tall, like rock structures, like 
for like miles and miles and then like in like the super like way far away like you could see just like a couple like snow peak mountains which is looks like totally different so it, like you can like look at like two worlds I feel like so it was very cool the the best part to me was like the plane ride up to to jumping out so yeah, when we spoke to the volleyball team, I remember them, whoever went skydiving, and I'm really upset at myself for not remembering who it was, said the kind of like the scariest part was when they opened the door and you're just flying and the doors open right next to you and it's just the craziest thing. Yeah, and then like the girl in front of me went and her body just like went sideways and I was like, <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a heights I'm not a heights person part of me feels like I would have I would get up there I'd have to give myself a pep talk I, I would jump but for, there would be like about five seconds where I'd be like I am not doing this yeah I mean I would, once you get in the plane it's I mean you're, you're gonna do yeah. it it's that, you're that strapped point. to somebody else and, the and you're strapped to somebody else they're, <laughs> they're just so was there anybody up there with you that was having second thoughts like how many people were up in the plane with you um it was me sienna and then like uh two other people who were jumping besides like the instructors we were like attached to so like four jumpers i was anybody did anybody have second thoughts or was everybody just 100 percent in on it um they may have had second thoughts but the people are kind of like the instructors are kind of just like you're on them and they just like jump out so you don't really have you don't really have a choice once you're in yeah i think if it were that way like you had to like physically jump a lot less people would like would do it, do it yeah 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 it makes you feel better too and you have me i'm sure i mean sure it makes anybody feel better especially they haven't gone skydiving before to have the instructor instructor attached to you because you feel like okay they've done this they don't want to die yeah <laughs> that was my biggest fear i didn't want to like mess him up and like just don't screw it up man yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh no i could never so I don't ever see that as something I I would do, but I mean, you never know. Route, route. Hang out with Sienna long enough, and hang out with Sienna long enough. Well, it's yeah, probably not on my. Here. It's probably yeah. not on my. Uh, it's probably not going to happen for me. <laughs> Mike, would you? Uh, would you do it? Yeah, I'd do it. I'm not going to seek it out, but if I was somewhere where I saw it and would, you know, I don't even know. Just, I would. Why not? My heart would be pounding out of my chest. I. I only I, do it if it was in a beautiful scenery. Oh, so you're gonna yeah, I can see that it. too, yeah. Like, I'm not going to go to, like, Pennsylvania to skydive, you know? Well, Pennsylvania is gorgeous. Stop it. <laughs> Pennsylvania is great. <laughs> Pennsylvania is great. I enjoy Pennsylvania. But Certain there's parts. parts that, like, where you can skydive. Like, if you're seen it, like, skydive here, it's you're like... It's like an empty field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, get, I can't even, like, convince myself when I've been places and you see like the helicopter rides and I'm just like, no, no, I don't want to do that. So I don't even know how I could be able to convince myself to go skydiving. All right. So Michaela, getting back to basketball a little bit, uh, what do you do, you know, uh, during this time to kind of stay in shape for you personally from a basketball perspective? Uh, I try to keep like a similar schedule to what we have during school. So try to work out in the morning and we have our, the coaches upload our workouts to like uh, fast scout and app that kind of, makes it all easy to use. And um, so I stick to a similar schedule, uh, basketball workout, then lift right after and head back around one, two for class. Uh, you were able to start right away as a freshman two years ago. Last year, you had your kind of on and off the court with some injuries. How are you feeling now? Has this extra time kind of helped you kind of recover from those? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think um, 
I've kind of been thinking about this as like a like the, a longer summer basically just kind of get that extra work in and work on myself and come back a better player so when you yeah. came in as a freshman did you expect you know and for people watching this podcast that may not know you set the freshman record Columbia's freshman record for assists as a freshman with 120 did you know kind of coming in that you had a chance to start and play as much as you did as a freshman like and start at point guard um it definitely wasn't like an expectation I had for myself in any way um but I think coming in especially my class we kind of had uh we kind of came in like recruited to like come in and start to like build the program so I think we all expected to come in and contribute pretty early on in our careers I just want to get your take on kind of the team from from your standpoint um you guys had so much success last season and the program really over the last few years has you know been on the up you know just looking at the wins and losses but even beyond that like how competitive the games have been over the last couple of years even in losses uh compared to you know maybe four or five plus years ago um what do you attribute that to like what have you seen in just your two plus years at columbia that you feel like has helped so much i mean i especially noticed the biggest change from year one to year two uh i would say like as a whole like everyone on the team not to like throw shade or anything but like everyone like um everyone's like locked in and focused I would say that's like the biggest thing like this is our school basketball is our number one priorities winning is our number one priorities it's a lot less like of uh, a lot more people invested in the team and the process I would say for sure explain the the ride that you guys took last year from from your perspective of winning you know you, I think you were, you guys were two and four in the league before that Harvard, that first Harvard Dartmouth weekend, and then sweeping that weekend and going on that three week stretch, which three, four weeks, I guess, where you won six in a row, like describe from your perspective, kind of how that felt uh, and kind of all the motions around that. Um, It was very exciting, especially after the first, like, that was um that was all of our first sweep. Everyone on the team, I I believe, um besides like including Jay. So the first in a while. So especially it was very exciting, and um I would say we kind of just like carried our momentum from weekend to weekend, knowing that like we could handle anyone in the league, and uh, just staying consistent, not getting like I would say our first year we would have like a big win Friday and play overconfident starting out the game. The, on Saturday. I would say that's something we kind of just like stayed more level-headed with like all the excitement, but let momentum carry us from game to game. And I want to see if your answer is the same as some other people that we've talked to. So on that winning streak, you started it with a win over Dartmouth at home and then like a blowout win over Harvard at home, then went and beat Brown and Yale at Brown and Yale, and then went to Harvard and Dartmouth and beat Harvard and Dartmouth to clinch the spot in the tournament. So of those six games, which of those six stood out to you the most as like the momentum changing game or like the, the biggest win in your mind? Um, to me, it was beating Yale. I felt personally um, of those four, wait, is that four different teams? Yeah. Four, four different teams, teams, six games. Yep. Um, they felt like the strongest contender and someone that like we were kind of going back and back and forth with for like the fourth spot there. So definitely beating them was like a big, uh, a big moment for us especially we lost big to them the, the first time we played them at home exactly so it was definitely like a uh it was definitely like a pride game I think for us especially 
Uh, yeah, and that we was the same. We were just as good, better than them, and losing so big to them was really uh, was a little a bit demoralizing, honestly. So. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, and that was the same answer that uh, that Sienna gave and others that we've talked to. They said you know the Yale game. It was the one that stood out to them the most at Yale. And what I find interesting, and I brought this up when we talked to Sienna, is it played out so much differently than how you guys had been playing a lot of your other games through the through the year where you guys were coming back in the fourth quarter. It was you now this time you guys had the lead and were trying to hold off the team at home from from making a comeback. So you know, we, we talked about mindset moving forward for the team because you guys accomplished so much last year. Um, what's it gonna what do you think the, the mood is going to be when you guys are able to practice again? And do you think you're going to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder with a sense of unfinished business almost? Um, I think definitely. Uh, we, uh, we lost a whole year and we're going to have a lot of newcomers coming in looking to uh, like get in, uh, make an impact early. So I think we're definitely going to be really competitive and uh, have a, uh, have a good excitement to the games and practices and just, have a better appreciation of everything, just even like the hard practices and things that we don't necessarily like enjoy as the season goes on. Has it hit you that it will be your senior year next year when you take the court? Definitely, definitely. Not something that I expected in the slightest that uh, no no one could have, but um, it'll be interesting. Uh, I came in with six players and I'm graduating on my own this uh, this next season. So it'll definitely, I'll, I feel like I'll definitely have to have a different chip on my shoulder knowing that uh, it'll be my last time through the Ivies. So, a lot of your teammates did decide to defer. What le- led to your decision to to stay enrolled? Um, I think um, I would say mainly just school, just having momentum per- from the last semester. Um, I surprisingly do like very well with like online classes. So it didn't make a lot of people uh, chose to do that based on like that being difficult. So because like I thrive like that, I think it would was best for me and my my grades and my postgraduate opportunities and you said you thrive in this environment so like you feel like you can just are you like a late night worker or your early morning you know worker what do yeah, you prefer it definitely gives me like a better flex flexibility around like training and working out uh just to focus a little more on studies besides gpa a little bit take uh take like uh i've taken a couple more classes than i would necessarily have during like the season so just get some more credits under my belt early on so what else have you been doing other than school and basketball that's been something you wouldn't have been able to do if you were on campus? I'm touring the country. Other than other than going skydiving and touring the country. What else have you been Cooking up to? Because... Pasta, all that. <laughs> I've been doing a lot. Yeah, I have been doing a lot. Um, I would say a bit more time, uh, like enjoying the area that I've grown up at, I guess. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Um, this is probably the most time you've spent at home, like even when you were in high school. Because oh, when you were when you were in high school, you know, you're still out playing basketball, doing activities, yeah. going places, you know. So like yeah. this is probably like the I'm most really time. Retired. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, a retirement preview. Yeah. It's a retirement preview. <laughs> this is what it'll be like. Just it's a tease. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's all right. What have you been uh you know what what i feel like we ask everybody what shows have like piqued your interest during this time i don't know if you're a big tv netflix hulu watcher or whatever whatever it is amazon prime apple tv peacock um so my whole family became obsessed with this um show on netflix it's called kingdom it's about it's like fictional but it's about like a ufc gym 
and now we're all like obsessed with UFC so we're all like watching the fight and like texting and yeah about the the fight the other night because we're all obsessed with real and fake UFC now so is that with Nick Jonas yeah 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 exactly <laughs> good show I recommend it a lot of a lot of my mom my mom's obsessed so yeah. oh wow I love she wants that. to like get in the UFC so what did you think your of mom wants to get into UFC no she's it's a joke but like <laughs> no please run with it yeah <laughs> please let the people Never know say it's a joke Oh man, that'd be fantastic. She just so, comes out of quarantine, just like ready to go. Yeah, like, kind of like bite me, like kind of like. <laughs> I was gonna ask you yeah. if any of your family members, uh, you know, maybe wanted to like. I don't know if you have any younger siblings, brothers. That, no, uh, he's an older brother. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, and he's no, not no trying. He's not trying to go UFC. No. Okay. Well, you have those like UFC gyms. You can like. You don't even have to be a fighter. You can just train, like, in there. Yeah, They're it's all, very it's cool. Over, yeah. Yeah. If I had to choose one player from our team to fall into the UFC world after graduation, it might be you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I could see like KD doing it. That's what that's who came to my mind. No. That's who came to my mind. Uh, no offense to KD, but I can't see her like punching another human. <laughs> I think you could no, see me I, punching I, another human. I could just I, <laughs> That's that is what she said. That is yeah. that is I what she said. I can see you just said. being really good at it. Okay. Yeah. Because you're like quick and like that's what I like to make. They like are agile. Like kind of my size, so I was like, hmm, maybe. Hmm. What is Ronda? Next Ronda Rousey. Yeah. 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 We'll interviewing think? her in five years. <laughs> what What did you think of the fight on Saturday? What are your takes? Um, I, I predicted the wrong thing. Like many people, I definitely thought, um, let us know what the fight was. Some of us like myself, oh, wait, but, what um, fight are we talking about? I don't know how to say the other guy's name, McGregor, Poirier. Oh, Connor McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. Poirier. Yeah. I struggled with those Louisiana last names, but, um, yeah, I definitely predicted McGregor. I was, he was winning. It felt like for just by a little bit, like the first and second round. And then all of a sudden those leg kicks got him. So, Yeah. <laughs> I think he's broke his leg. Oh, really? I did not know that. Sure yeah, that. I think his leg is broken. Mike, how long am I lasting in the in the ring in the octagon? How long? How long would you give yeah. me? I mean, how considering you, you broke multiple bones, how long? Yeah, how long would you give me? How long would you give me? <laughs> like I'd say, on the, I'd say the walk to the ring. <laughs> to the ring, I'd stumble. Yeah, like the putting flash on your robe, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tying your robe on. Some shoulder might Go pop to, like, out. Close the gate, and my fingers just get crunched in there. <laughs> close your locker. Oh, guys, I have a. In there. I, I have a. I have a story I have to tell you off air that I did to myself yesterday on accident. It's, it's honestly too gory for a podcast. It was, it's nothing like terrible. I'll tell you after. Michaela, we appreciate you uh, taking some time from your home there in Manasquan. Hope you're not keeping you from your teammates for too long. No, all good, of course. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it was fun chatting up and seeing you guys. Yeah, it's good to see you too. We appreciate it. And I'm sure at some point this year, you can also check out Michaela Markham on Live with the Lions, a new uh, yes. series on the Columbia Women's Basketball YouTube channel. So be sure to go give that a follow. It's Columbia Women's Basketball on YouTube, hosted by our very own Megan Rojas. Week airs weekly. I don't want to say weekly. I don't want to put you on the pressure on there, but I think it's every other week. week. Every, every other, other week. week. Yeah. Yes. 
So I'm sure she will have Michaela on there and you can get more inside interviews and go more in depth with the Columbia women's basketball team on that series. All right, Mike, that does it for another episode. Yeah. Thanks everybody for watching on Twitch. We'll see you next Friday right here at 10 AM for another episode. Uh, You can also catch us on Monday for a new episode of the Roarcast. So make sure you follow us on Twitch if you haven't already. And uh, as always, you can catch us on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. So make sure you look for Columbia Athletics. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow, a subscribe, subscribe. anything, whatever the channel prefers. Yeah, any of those things. Any of Um, those work. Leave some comments. Follow us. But uh, for Megan Rojas and Kyle Matrician, I'm Mike Kowalski. Thanks for watching or listening to Inside Columbia Basketball, presented by Mandelwater. See you soon.